Welcome to Moms Who Say the F Word with your hosts, Paris and Courtney, the two mom friends you didn't know you needed. Okay, I feel like I'm in crisis right now. (laughs) What do you mean you don't like the original Jumanji? Who even are you? And how did I ever think we were best friends? I'm, I, I, I don't I, know. Just... I don't know. I love Robin Williams. And I think I went into it thinking that I would, it was going to be like Mrs. Doubtfire. And it was not. Okay. I don't really remember much of the film. I just remembered that it seemed kind of boring. Sorry. Boring? you got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, my God. I just I feel like I'm having some sort of stroke. <laughs> Robin Williams is amazing in that. And though he's funny as always, he also has some pretty serious bits in that that, like, really hit home for the kids that are in the movie. I mean, and honestly, those kids in the movie, they're a mess. <laughs> I just really enjoy the new Jumanji. You know, The Rock and Kevin Hart and Jack Black. Come on. That is like comedic gold right there. I can't decide which of their movies was better, this new one or the first one that they did. I had no idea how long they were going to, you know, how they were going to make this actually work uh, in the new Jumanji and make it better than, you know, the last one that they did. And boom, they do it. It was crazy. I was floored. It was amazing. Okay, hold. But I'm not saying that the new movies are not fantastic. They I feel like you are. are. I'm not. I, I really, <laughs> no. I mean, I love the new ones. I am so happy, though, that they went down like a different storyline than the first one. Because oh, for sure. unlike you, I loved the original. And respect for the wonderful and great Robin Williams. I'm glad they didn't just try to redo the original. You know, because also so many movies, they just fail at that. Like, just they don't get it down right. Um, but the new movies, absolutely. They are hysterically entertaining. <laughs> um, I honestly can't get over the rock and Kevin Hart. I also not only watch the movies, but I, uh, watch all their interviews and stuff on YouTube because they are literally just as funny outside of Jumanji as they are inside it. Okay. Calm down, crazy. I also think that Robin Williams is wonderful and great. I just wasn't super thrilled with the OG Jumanji is all. And Never. I did see the rock and Kevin Hart on their Instagram stories and I was crying so hard from laughter I can't even with those two I really hope that they are good friends in real life because could you imagine road trips with those two I mean our road trips together are pretty fucking funny but we ain't Dwayne and Kevin all right we're just not well I mean our road trips tend to just get out of hand especially when we drive through the setting for like the hills have eyes oh here we go really we're not talking about the spooky ass trip that you made me go on right now. It's your okay, no. no, no, no. Are we really gonna argue about that? It was. I didn't make you go I, anywhere. You know what, Courtney? Don't get me fucking started on that goddamn motel. All right, with the girl in the corner of the ceiling, <laughs> and Courtney just had to hear a fucking noise. So the rest of the night, we can't fucking sleep. Okay. I didn't hear that banging by my damn self. You were there with me, loser. You did it on purpose. And then you insisted we keep the damn TV on. So it was casting shadows and I couldn't see into that dark ass (laughs) corner. But I'm pretty sure it doesn't help that we put away a bottle or two of wine before the scary shit happened. So anyway, get into intros while I sit here and question our friendship. Okay, whatever. You know what? I'm Paris. I'm the tiger mom to one cub, and I have been married to my man for 10 and a half years, and I work full-time. I just survived a weekend at Disneyland and have decided that I am okay with Disney taking my money as long as they keep making those $20 churros. 
God, I love the smell of churros. Oh, and also, whoever on the Disney team that created that churro toffee, I want to personally thank you for Wait. creating that square piece of heaven. It is uh, uh, amazing. Oh, there's you don't know what this is? I mean, I'm going to be going shortly. I did not know this was a thing. You need to I go need... find it. It is churro toffee. The, oh my God, it's it like a so square, like it's toffee in the middle, and then it's covered with something. I don't know what it is, Court. It's like, it tastes Heaven? exactly like a churro. It's weird. Heaven or cocaine. Yes. It's one of those two things. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm Courtney, the better half of moms who say the F word. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. We're all fucking laughing. You're a <laughs> riot and a half. With Paris in my best day, though I've never actually tried drugs to do that. So, I mean, there's always that. Um, I've got three minions who call me mom, but they call me often enough that I've threatened to change my name. So, there's that. I've been married 11 years and we're still going strong, you know, because he does things like builds me closets. Oh, my gosh. I want to marry that guy. That closet is beautiful. And y'all... He did it in 24 hours. Tore up yep. carpet. All right. The guy is Hercules. He tore up carpet and then he laid down new flooring. It looks like wood, right? I don't think it really is wood flooring, though. No, no. We don't. We aren't fancy like that. Dude it's didn't even wait it. for the fucking glue to fucking dry before he started putting on all the shelves and building. He's like, he's mountain man. He like builds stuff. All I want is a fake cardboard um, fireplace, like one of those fakey ones. What? For Christmas. I know Christmas is past, but remember, Christmas is like we're getting shorted that week, so now I'm planning early. I'm that girl. I plan for next Christmas. Okay, it's in January. January. I Calm know, down. But you have to be prepared. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't. Man. Oh my gosh. This really goes really well with our subject today because you just, you just like put my anxiety through the roof. I don't even know <laughs> what our subject is. That's oh, bad. God. Okay. Oh my God. Let me explain then. Okay. Okay. I'm <laughs> so, ready. as adults and women in general, I feel like that we're always facing bullshit that puts us under the microscope, right? And that that microscope causes anxiety and fear. But we're grown. So, we've been going through this kind of thing for years in our lives. But I think sometimes we forget the little people and the struggles they see in their daily lives. So, between Paris and I, we have three. The struggle with stress, anxiety, and or the need for perfection. And then I have one, you know, minion number three, who literally just doesn't care about anything and goes with the flow. So at least I got off easy with one of them. I was literally a little confused when you said between Paris and I, we only have three. I'm like, wait, did we lose one? <laughs> Where did it jump Where off? Did it go? Come back. Come back. <laughs> okay. So, but your third minion is a whole different person altogether. And that's probably uh, why yeah. you said between Paris and I, we have three poor little third minion. <laughs> she is fearless. Okay. But as for my cub, he recently had his very first piano recital. And let me tell you on a normal basis, he is usually the cool, calm and collected one. All right. I have never seen him get even the slightest bit nervous, but on this occasion, he was a wreck the night before the recital. My husband and I weren't even sure who this kid was at this point because he has never acted like that. I had to call Courtney on this one. I definitely having to perform in front of people is like a whole new level of pressure. Instead of their safe space with is just like their parents and like their family and people that they see all the time, they're now being judged by strangers. My um, most anxious, I guess you would call him minion, which is number two, would never, ever, and I am like, 
ever bolding, underlining, all of those things. <laughs> ever, ever. Never, ever, 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 never, ever, ever. Okay, we got it. But he would never do anything solo in front of a crowd. It was a shock actually this year that he joined choir. But I honestly think being in a group makes him feel safer and he doesn't worry. Oh, well, you know, you should have seen mine at uh, his rehearsals with his teacher, though. He was goofing off and saying that he had performed in front of people before, and it was no big deal. Like, he had performed at, like, Carnegie Hall or something. And, (laughs) I mean, really, honestly, I could not get him to even sit up straight, you know, because piano people, is that what they call them? Pianist? Piano people? I don't know. Anyways, they They usually... posture. Thank you. The correct posture okay and any time at the dang rehearsals you know he's he's a mess except the night of the big show he was a completely different person i didn't know who he was he was poised and he played his pieces perfectly it was insane friend well i think for him it all came down to the performance he knew in practice and with his teacher he wasn't being judged and thus his behavior wasn't based on perfection But once it was being tested, he straightened up and knew exactly what he had to do. Yeah, I guess. You know, the night before, though, I hear him running through the two pieces that he has to play. And he's playing them rushed, you know, to get through it. And he keeps making these mistakes. At one point, and I giggle because it's funny now. But at one point, I hear him slam down on the keys like super hard out of frustration. And I tell him, "Okay, you're done. Walk away. Uh, so he decides he's going to go, you know, go shower, you know, to get his mind off of it. And I noticed his demeanor isn't happy. You know, you know, your kids when they're like skipping or they walk a certain way. I just knew my kid. He was sulking like um, what's Charlie Brown? No, one Charlie Brown is all sad. <laughs> that sad, sad music is playing. I wish I had that music to play in the background. That was him. OK, so I call him back to me. And his little face, he turns around, is completely splotchy from crying. And I tell him, I'm like, come here. And I hugged him. And he just burst into tears. He -hmm. told me that he wanted to be perfect. And I told him, buddy, you're already perfect. And that perfect is only what you feel. You know, that is perfection. You know, mommy and daddy already think that you're perfect. But if you try your best, that is perfection in our minds, you know? Poor little buddy. And right there, though, what you said is key, because first of all, um, perfection is in the eye of the beholder. Isn't that how that fucking saying goes? Something like that. I think it's beauty, but we'll go with perfection. Whatever. (laughs) Something along those. Yeah, I think you're right. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Let's just put everything in there. Whatever. It all is in the cake is in the eye of the beholder. One of my favorite sayings has always been perception is reality. Right. So. We all view perfection in our different ways, in our perception, from body types to skills to grades to driving records. You know, we use the word perfect in every sense of the word in all different ways. Um, It's just thrown around way too often. And our kids see our behavior and our beliefs to base their own perfection on. I think it's good for our kids to feel this kind of pressure and that it's healthy And not only is it healthy for the kids, but also as parents and how we deal with these types of situations that arise. Yeah, I agree that pressure and learning how to deal with it is totally healthy. I think the problem, though, is that kids these days, uh, they're just not always equipped to handle the pressure on their own. And I don't know what's changed from the, you know, from us being kids to now. I don't know if it's because they're trying to shove so much into more into a day than they did when we were kids. But 
you know, they need the guidance from their parents, especially if they're holding themselves to such a standard that is like way too high. And it's only going to prove as a failure for them. So like, for example, in my house, um, school is one of those things that we see as pressure point for our minion number two. Our oldest, though, um, has always done well in school. And when he struggled, we've worked on it and brought grades right back up. Our middle son, though, has a harder time in school. But what he does is he compares himself to his older brother, and that causes unneeded anxiety. And that, you know, and only, and then in general, that turns around and causes more stress and school related struggles. Yeah, school in general is stressful for all kids. Even the ones who get good grades, there is a pressure to keep that, that grade level, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, my oldest, while he's gotten good grades, when things got stressful at school, he's like, he's on a whole different stress level that I can't even get on. (laughs) All I can do really is just, you know, be supportive and helpful, like where I can to try to alleviate some of the stress. And one of the things that drives me like a little bit bonkers with him um, is that when we decide to do family vacations that may take him out of school. Now, before all you fools (laughs) jump on my ass, because... I know there's another, this is another one of those things where there's, there's a, probably a very two solid camps, right? There's the ones that are totally against it and the other ones that are totally for it. Personally, I'm totally for it. I believe that family vacations are an integral part of a child's growth and development. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be camping. You could be going to Florida. You could be just staying at home, whatever it is. But it is, you know, that, that chance to be bonding with their family And summer is just not always the best time to go. I mean, let's just really talk about how much it is to fly uh, during the summer, how how gas prices skyrocket during the summer. Not everybody can do that. So when we plan these things, um, my oldest will completely lose his shit (laughs) if he has to miss school. Uh, But we always make sure that everyone has their schoolwork so that when they return, they aren't extremely behind. You know, if you are able to travel and your kids are not assholes to travel with, I say pull them out of school and make those memories. That to me is more important than grades. Little Bobby isn't going to remember that Mr. Spaceman gave him a 98 on his algebra test that only counts for 15% of his actual grade. Put that into perspective because honestly, that's about how much school your kids are going to miss. Unless you travel all over the world every month, that might call for a private tutor. And in that case, Courtney and I are totally available to help you out with that. (laughs) (laughs) Who wouldn't want a tutoring service from uh, moms who teach the F word? That's awesome. Yes. (laughs) And before we get a bunch of hate mail, we are not saying education isn't important. Of course it is. But the bonding with your family is more important at this age. And then remember someday, and I'm kind of like getting to this point where it's really starting to bother me because I realize that I only have four more years guaranteed uh, with my oldest. But someday they will be out of your house. They'll be gone and they'll be living their own lives. So the bond that you build with your children now is a bond that's going to continue as their adults. So that's just to put some pressure on you. Think (laughs) about that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. In my house, education is super important, but not more important than giving my son a great life full of adventures. We love adventures. And let's be real. Traveling is a real learning experience for kids from travel etiquette to broadening their minds with all the sights and culture that they're going to absorb. Well, Unless you come to Vegas. You don't want them to absorb anything here, okay? Because, you know, what happens in Vegas, it doesn't always stay in Vegas. Be careful. (laughs) 
Those those things that will follow you everywhere. <laughs> uh, we have uh, definitely have gotten more into travel as a family recently, and we really love it. You know, I think that we kind of waited until our kids were a little bit older, and maybe we shouldn't have, but we did. Um, so I'm sure we'll be doing it more often, and because memories and bonds with my kids is the top priority. And another way, though, that I see that we work on those bonds is the support that we give our kids. So when my middle son compares himself to his brother, you know, I try to explain how they're different people. Everyone has different talents and their brains understand things differently. Sometimes when Courtney tells me her middle son struggles with school, I just sit there and I don't know what to say. And I know that there are other parents out there that have the same struggle with one kid comparing themselves to a sibling. Uh, My cousins had the opposite issue. There were three of them, and the middle kid was kind of the shining star when they were growing up. The oldest one, though, uh, in that group was more like me and really didn't give a shit about school, really. (laughs) I hope my kid's not listening. (laughs) Hub, don't listen to this one. But right. But they all turned out fine uh, because exactly what we have been saying, though school is important, it's just as important as bonding with your family. And that, for me, will always win out over that 98% on that algebra test. You know, can we just talk about how much I hate math? I hate mm, math. Same. <laughs> same. There's um, definitely a struggle, though, when one child seems to breeze through something and another struggles. Um, the other problem for us is the middle minion has anxiety just in general. So the struggles with school only compound, and he's not always equipped to handle them. So the saddest part about it, though, is he doesn't struggle as much as he thinks he does. Once he's taught something and he has a handle on it, he gets A's, which we don't really call them A's. There's like numbers and whatever involved. Oh, but do they grade them as like crocodiles and sunshine or some yeah, shit like you that? you know, there's some stickers <laughs> or something. I don't know. It's always so confusing. I don't oh, know. Oh, Lord. But anyways, he gets the top marks. Maybe I should say that on his assignments and, and what we call here, they call assessments, just basically a fancy name for tests. Um, he gets all the top marks and that stuff. So, however, he still sees it as hard and himself as not being able to do it. And that's the attitude that he walks around with. Your middle minion is so bright and smart. And I really wish that he knew that. No matter how many times Courtney and her husband tell him how great he is, his mind always seems to erase their praise, and the poor little guy is so hard on himself. Yeah, it's extremely painful as a parent to not be able to get through to one of your children. It really is. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that can relate. I think the only place um, that this is actually starting to get better for him, though, is basketball. And and so when he first started, he's been playing for a few years now. And when he first started, he was super timid and afraid to try anything on his own because he was always afraid he was going to break a rule. He was going to get in trouble. He was going to mess up. These are all the things that constantly play on a track in his mind. Um, but he has had some really amazing coaches, which is another thing I want to touch on when it comes to kids with insecurities. I know Paris doesn't have much experience with this part so sorry Paris (laughs) yeah my cub is anti-team sports so my part of the podcast is over this mom (laughs) is fucking out oh stop it whatever (laughs) um well I guess actually though it's not just a coach it could be a teacher it could apply in this place as well but again for my talking about my middle son talking about basketball when he's gotten coaches in basketball that believed in him and pushed him in the way he needed he just continued to get better and his confidence this, this season so far has just been so obvious so I mean hell last game he played 
think it's called point guard. Sorry that I'm not like super up on all the terms. I watch him. I cheer. I don't understand the game a hundred percent, but from what I understand about the point guard, they're always the person that brings the ball down the court. So he basically runs the play. And when he did that, he scored twice, like on his own without, he just went straight to the, the basket. He's never done that before. So um, he, and he, of course, he was so excited and so, you know, felt so proud of himself, mm-hmm. but I really can't take credit for any of that. I have to give that all to his coach who afterwards uh, that day, or maybe it was the next day, he took time to message me after the game and let me know how proud he was of my son. Oh yeah. And I, so sweet. And I think that other adults being invested in your children, like good teachers and stuff like that also gives them a whole different outlook on how they feel about themselves Totally. My son, yeah. So my son even seems to be doing better in school this year. And there's something that his teacher said at the very beginning of the year that really struck home for me and my minion. He said that, um, and it, this could come from somebody else. I don't know. But it was in, it was in a PowerPoint that he showed it like back to school night or something. Um, it's that failure is just the first step in learning. So failure isn't failing isn't a bad thing. Oh, I love that. That's so true in everyone's life. You know, you should have that made into something and hang it in his room. How perfect would that be, Courtney? Maybe I should stitch it into a pillow. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I can't do that shit. I could stitch it onto Baby Yoda's shirt. That shit would be awesome. Oh, damn, dude. Don't go there. If my minion heard you could do that, he would find a way to fly his 11-year-old ass to Vegas just to get you to do it. <laughs> In case none of you know, we are obsessed with that baby Yoda. Every time I see that little fucker on Etsy or Amazon, I'm like, get in my cart. Get in here. <laughs> we are also clearly fans of the Mandalorian. Oh. But but don't say shit. Stop it. Because I'm only on like episode, I think I finally got to episode five this weekend. I don't know. Wow. My dad, yeah, I know. My dad wow. family watches You're everything not a fan. without me. You are Whatever. not a fan. What not a time fan. to do this? <laughs> Whatever. When You're I have free time by myself, I try to watch, which is like, once a decade or so (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah we have a mando crush for sure thanks disney who is still not a sponsor but take our money it's cool yeah take all our money take it all (laughs) baby yoda is a constant in our house now paris have you heard all those damn songs people are creating on youtube for this they are on damn repeat in my house granted i love that little dude but i am so sick of the damn songs being blasted at ear bleeding levels in my house do you know that I have yet to hear that Baby Shark song? So oh. no, I have not heard the Baby Yoda song yet. But that one I might actually listen to. Does it have a video with Baby Yoda on it? Because yeah. um, I really don't know how. I have avoided hearing that Baby Shark song, though, for reals. Because um, uh, I feel dude. like I should get an award for not making my own ears bleed. Because I know every other parent out there with little ones have heard that stupid song. It's, it's insane. I'm going to be super clear. Do not listen to Baby Shark. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck that song and send it straight to hell. Because <laughs> seriously, once you hear it, it never goes away. Like ever. I hate the damn thing. And I still will find myself mindlessly singing along to it. Like if I hear it somewhere, one of the kids plays it, whatever. Even though I fucking hate it and I don't want to hear it and I don't want to fucking sing it, I still am. Oh my god. It's gosh. like what do they what do they call those songs that get stuck in your ear? I don't know. Earworm. Earworm. What? Is that it? Ew. There's a there's a saying. There's a word for like Oh, I'm thinking gets... of earwigs. Those are gross. Oh dear God. That's disgusting. That's gross. Why why would you go there? That's not what I said. Isn't that what you feed the stupid lizard no, thing that you bought? <laughs> Change the subject, Jesus. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, no, you we got feed, on the worms. I don't we know. We feed the uh, lizard mealworms, and they're they're alive. But I don't touch them. I make the minion oh do it because it's his lizard, not mine. I, a little lizard. I can't. I can't get behind this little lizard. I'm sure he's <laughs> cute, but I no. You know, I feel like that baby shark song though is the equivalent of what Barney was for like oh, your parents, right? Because yeah. Barney wasn't my generation because I'm way older than Courtney. you. Were not that much older. Oh my it. gosh, here we go. I think maybe Pee Wee's Playhouse might have been annoying for my grandparents, but honestly. That was only on once a week on Saturday mornings. This generation gets to drive us nuts on fucking repeat. And honestly, it's so mean. This is why we are the better generation, I tell you. You know why that is? It's fucking YouTube. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But, oh my God, yes. Baby Shark compared to Barney is the perfect analogy. That damn I love you song. Oh, shit. I can can hear it in my brain. (laughs) I'm so glad I don't live in your brain. Well, you do. I thought you were just a voice inside my head. Well, I am, but I tend to check out when crazy shit like that pops in your brain. I don't have patience. (laughs) Just in case any of you listeners were wondering, Paris has zero patience. I don't like being annoyed or waiting for shit. Like, you know, for waiting for Disney to release the goddamn Baby Yoda doll. I'm still really annoyed about that whole business, by the way. You and Baby Yoda. I mean, I love him, but dude, calm down. I am calm, fuckface. (laughs) Okie dokie. You sound very calm. I'm calm. Yeah. I'm waiting till March 23rd when the little bastard shows up in my cart. We're going to go right back to topic then. Uh, Kids anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where my kid gets it from. (laughs) If you're lucky to have only children, though, that are um, like my youngest minion, be happy. She literally just goes with the flow and does whatever needs to be done basically to get her what she wants but i feel like that means that at some point in her life she's gonna run the world she's the kid that skips through a field of poppies and sings at the top of her lungs without a care in the world oh so true have you ever seen the trolls movie she's the epitome of poppy oh poppy (laughs) so i mean these issues aren't something i've had to do with her but my my middle son it's an everyday battle And the number one battle is making him understand that perfection isn't what we want as parents. We want him to try his best. So if his best is a B on a test, then we are okay with that. If his best is to never sing solo in choir, I'm still going to be at every performance and clap like my life depends on it. (laughs) I mean, his best is what he needs to strive for. Not my perfect. Not his brother's perfect. Courtney really lucked out. She has three amazing kids with the spectrum of personalities. (laughs) They keep her life and mine very interesting. Courtney has no shortage of stories with her children. I love hearing the daily rundown of the Court family news. I should just start a blog or something. I don't know. We are are regular days of our lives over here. I mean, I run the gambit with my kids on the daily hell i mean we just gave our kids a trip to disney for christmas and like i was saying about my oldest uh while super excited he's just paranoid about missing school like calm down crazy we'll get it done we're going to disneyland what the fuck calm down (laughs) let's go back to days of our lives though is that show even still on who cares? I have you to fill in my soap opera gap, I guess. I don't even know. Hell yes, it's still on. I've watched that shit since I was a teenager. Like, did you not know this? Girl, I don't know. 
I ain't a stay-at-home mom. No offense to all you stay-at-home moms. Love you guys. But you lucky bitches get to watch TV whenever the hell you want to. Like, I need that life. <laughs> okay, first of all, they stream that shit now. You don't need to rush home and be there at, like, 1 p.m. or whatever time it's on these days. It used to be, like, 3 p.m., so I would rush home from school and run in to watch it. So, <laughs> But that's not how it is anymore. And I'm pretty sure most stay-at-home moms are cursing you out right now because all the TV they're watching is PJ Masks or Little My Little Pony or some shit. Oh, my gosh. PJ Masks. That fucking show. Oh, my gosh. When my little one was a baby, it was all about Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Hot dog, hot dog, oh. hot diggity dog. You want to yeah. talk about a song that gets stuck in your head? Yeah. That's the one. Uh, hot dog song. Yep, yeah, we had that in our house, too. And really, how do you not know that they, how did I not know? Not you. You knew. How did I not know that they stream soap operas? Like, I didn't know that. Is that really a thing? Like, for real? Yes. Anyways. So, the ideas of perfection come from us as parents. We're the ones that put down expectations on our kids most of the time. Um, But then sometimes you have children who put their own expectations on themselves. As parents, we have to be supportive and help them through the tough times. Um, give them the help we can and be their advocates in other ways. One thing that I realized that I'm, you know, I'm pretty lucky. Um, and I'm sure we've mentioned this before that I literally moved to where we, we moved for education and we've always had wonderful teachers, but I realized that not every teacher that my children have, um, is going to be perfect. So as their parent, I have to make sure I advocate for them when necessary. And then also, you know, turn around and let them struggle and work it out on their own when that's appropriate as well. We really, we can't fix life for them. I wish all the time that I could make my Cubs life perfect. I think as parents, we all do this. I am certainly guilty of being the perfectionist, which in turn trickles down to my son. Hey. You, you're not a perfectionist. Laced with sarcasm. Okay, Are sorry. you done? I'm done. Are you done? Can yeah. I can I finish now? Maybe. All right. So learning how to be... <laughs> I hate you. Learning how to be more mindful of how much pressure I put on him is something that I work through every day. Also, to that point, I have to watch what I say about my own levels of perfection. Yes, Courtney. Mm-hmm. And what I do in front of him because kids are always watching and listening to how we act and react to everything. That is so true. And when you have kids that have anxiety in general, your reactions to things like grades or cleaning to, you know, up their room uh, or anything else you've asked them to do and you don't feel that they've done it to your level of expectation your reaction to that can have a really great impact on their minds and how they perceive themselves, you know, and that also falls into body image and how they feel about themselves. And I, I actually have been talking about how Minnie number three doesn't really have these type of issues. And I guess she doesn't really, but she's what nine. And she said to me the other day, um, she was getting in the shower and she was sucking in her stomach. And I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, I'm fat. I'm like, you're nine. And you're not fat. Yeah. But where does she get that idea? Because I know that I don't talk great about myself. um, But what is she seeing on TV? And so her mind, what are her friends saying too, though? Yeah. Like what are her friends saying? I think it's a myriad of things. I think it's what we see on TV. It's what we see, you know, in magazines. Are magazines still around? They are, right? Yeah. But (laughs) we don't get magazines at our house. It's a waste of paper. (laughs) (laughs) We're not trying to kill trees. Oh, that's right. You moved to Granolaville. I forgot. You we guys really are all about like conserving here. things and recycling and picking up trees and shit. I don't know. 
but but you're right that there's all forms of media that are having that impact on your children Mm -hmm. and so as parents we need to be the strongest voice for what we want them to the guidance we want them to have and one of those things is like how they perceive what they need to be doing what needs to be their hardest try and what needs to be perfect and what is perfection and those type of things we need to be that loudest voice so dude this parenting shit is way hard and it will never ever end dude it's fucking forever (laughs) (laughs) so that's it at the end of the day we're just two moms and friends trying to keep our shit together lipstick off our teeth keep the kids alive and enjoy every moment if you want to reach out to us email us at moms who say the f word at gmail.com you can also find us on facebook and instagram with our handle at moms who say the f word and remember if you can't say something nice come sit next to us don't forget to tune in next week for a brand new episode and if you liked what you heard today please give us a five-star rating wherever you have found our podcast it really helps us till then these moms are fucking out